Welcome to the Optimist Futures Podcast, a place to learn from an industry insider with over 20 years of experience in commodity futures and options. Gain insight to the newest technology, platforms, risk management, trading philosophy, and advice about the current state of the futures and options markets. For futures trading platforms, deep discounts trading commissions, overnight margins, and instructional videos, feel free to visit our website at optimistfutures.com. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimist Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence. Now, here's your host, founder and CEO of Optimus Futures, Matt Zimberg. Hey guys, this is Matt from uh, Optimus Futures, another episode in uh, the world of futures trading. Today is going to be a really, really interesting episode, at least I think you'll find it interesting. So uh, what I call this episode is what I've learned building my own indicators. Basically, I've been in the trading world for quite some time, I don't want to admit how long. But it's been a long time. And so I decided to uh, take a few things that I think would help me, you know, kind of analyze the markets better. And so I decided to really go after my own indicators. I said, okay, I'm going to create my own things based on my experience. And let's see if it, you know, if it works out. And so I've learned a few things along the way about indicators and the indicators world and how other people talk about it. Now I have kind of a a little bit of a different perspective. I can't say that it's totally, not all the points that I'm going to tell you here are new to me, but I thought I'll include everything. So first of all, let me just explain one thing about indicators. Indicators in themselves, they don't make you money. There's no indicators that make you money. It doesn't exist. There's no, you know, a crystal ball. So what you have to look at indicators is basically like road signs. So basically when you're driving and you see road signs, it helps you navigate better. It tells you where to speed, where not to speed. It tells you where it could be slippery. It could tell you where there's hills, but it doesn't make you a better driver, right? So indicators don't make you a better trader. Uh, signs don't make you a better driver, but they help you along the way navigate the road. So they do help you in the direction. That's one thing. So now I'm going to tell you the rest of the 10 points just in general of what I've learned. So I've learned that you cannot say that that you have a proprietary indicator. I know a lot of people say I have a proprietary indicator or I bought a proprietary indicators. Look, it's just a mix of numbers. That's all it is. It's just a mix of either some indicators uh, working together or... There's just a bunch of numbers working together or just a combination of things, but essentially it's numbers. It's just a play with numbers. So it's either derived on technicals or math or statistics. I don't feel that anybody could say it's proprietary because you can make gazillion combinations out there. Of course, you can call it proprietary, but it doesn't mean that it's really proprietary. Now, I'm not against people who trademark their custom things that they've done, uh, for example, like Bollinger or Stochastics or anything of that sort. But at the end of the day, you know, they just, what they did, they have, they have a trademark on it. At the end of the day, again, it's numbers. So that's one thing. Second thing is 
Programmers, they have the uncanny ability to add their input. So when I was looking for uh, a programmer to do the job for me and to say, listen, I need just these indicators. I need this, 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 and that. They basically always have this ability to add their input to say, you should do it like this. And I think you should do it like that. And I always come back to them and I say, do you trade? Because it's not that I oppose to what they say, but I just want to know that whatever they apply is basically from the real world. It's not some sort of an idea that they have. Because I, I always say, if you have, give me input if you have skin in the game. This is where I want to do. You know, don't give it to me if you just think that this is how it should be. Does it work? Did it work for you? Skin in the game, right? So again, programmers do have their input. You know, I had to skip a bunch because I thought that they're not going to deliver the right thing. Eventually, I did find the right guy and he actually did the right thing for me. Okay, so that was number two. Now, the platform that I ended up doing it on was not the platform that I thought that, well, I had an idea of a platform. Let's put it this way. I had an idea of a platform. I wanted it on that platform, but I realized that that platform, essentially, you can't do it. It has certain limitations or it's just going to become very cumbersome and very expensive. So I ended up with something completely different. So that's every pro, every platform has their own codes, has their own language. What you want might not end up working on your specific platform. Be open-minded. Okay. And the next thing that I wanted to tell you is that, you know, there are, I read a lot in the, um, in the trading world. There's a lot of people who say that they are invested in their indicators. And you know, even though I build my, my own that's based on my own observations that I thought would help me, I cannot say that I'm invested in my indicators. Like, honestly, this is like a sentence that's completely foreign to me. It's like saying, regardless of what, you know, those indicators show, I'm committed to them because this is all I know. So I'm invested in them. I build my own indicators. I'm not invested in them. If they work, they work. If they don't work, they don't work. They can fail. And you have to move on. And you can work a bunch of indicators that work for two years and they were great. And then the next day, two years, they didn't do anything. So you have to move on. Investing in your indicators, you know, you can't make indicators better by observing them better. They are what they are. Okay. So that's what the point is about, you know, investing in my indicators. Next point is, is that visualization. So what I thought the indicators would end up looking, they didn't end up looking the way I imagined them in my head. Now, I'm not a visual person, but eventually what I had to do is relearn the indicator. What I mean by that, I had to look at it and I had to to say, okay, this is what I wanted. This is how it's going to show up. So now I started connecting between the visualization of the actual uh, indicator and what it actually indicates. So it's kind of a, I call it relearning your own indicators. Also, I had to, that's next point, that's point number six. I had to learn where these indicators could miss the mark. So basically, I didn't want to develop some sort of a rigid method to look at those indicators, but rather be flexible and use a lot of discretion. And indicators can go wrong. You have to know where they fail you. If you don't know what's the weakness of a particular indicator that you're trading and you just follow it blindly, you'll never achieve trading success. At least that's in my opinion, okay? That's at least what I think. And again, you're entitled to your own opinion. Well, point seven is I have some positive news. So what was eventually on my charts was a framework, right? And so it has a reference system. 
And you probably, if you spoke to me on the phone, if you listen to other podcasts, you know that I always say, don't do things randomly, right? So now you're starting to see prices. You're starting to see the indicators. You're starting to see how it all works together because I developed a number of them. So there's not a lot of them, but I developed a number of them. But essentially, you know, now I can see a framework on my on my monitor that I can say, okay, if prices does this, this is what it does. If the price to do this, this is what it does. And it's really the biggest fight of a trader is to fight his intuitive feeling because we always go to hope. All of us. It's just human. It's our DNA. We always rely on hope. We hope our prices will come back. If we're short, we hope the prices will go down. So now you have a framework. Okay. Further, it allows you to develop a strategy. Now you have a, a trigger, right? In the indicator, you have a follow through and you have a way to execute. So now you know when things are brewing, hopefully they're brewing right. And then you have the follow through. It does indicate and then you have to think about the execution. So again, it goes hand in hand with the framework. You have those three things that should lead to a trade. The next point is, is that it provides visualization for ideas. So now Brent goes back to the framework. You can see visually how things work and how prices behave. So you don't think just in terms of P&L, profit and loss. You see that the minute you're in a trade, how much it can go against you. And I mean, just graphically, I mean, if you're using a specific monitor, you know how much it can go against you or um, in your favor, just looking at the charts along with the indicators that you created, which is really important. And I really believe in it, especially if you're a visual person. I'm not that visual, but this is why I needed an indicator to go with it, to see how much has it moved, how it has been affected and so forth. So the idea of visualization is like this. If you get into the market, you have an idea, right? So you go long or you go short. Now, your risk management should be there when the reason that led you to get into the trade is not there anymore. So you can use a number of methods. You can use, for example, a stop loss. And I have to tell you in stop losses, you're not guaranteed to exit where you put the stop, this could be slippage, market conditions may change. However, it, it's one sort of risk management. Another set of risk management could be visualization to see, okay, now the market is completely flipped on me and I need to get out. So again, visualization is important, right? And the last thing that I would tell you is that I feel that by developing these tools, well, I'm not the one to develop them, but I had the idea of developing them, right? What I did for myself is I brought forward ideas that are based on many years of experience. So I created, I know that there's a lot of platforms out there, and I'm not saying that, you know, what I developed for myself is better than anything else out there. It's just for me, it's individual. So it works for me, you know, looking at those things. And I'm not delusional about it, right? I'm not thinking that those indicators that are built all of a sudden tomorrow are going to make anybody rich. It's still a lot of hard work. It's still a lot of discipline and, and risk management, size, and all those things, right? So indicators are maybe 20% of the help that you'll get overall in trading, maybe a little bit more, a little, a little bit less. The rest is risk management, discipline, all the other things that I mentioned. But again, my final point, point that I was able to bring my strength forward with the things that I developed. So I encourage you to, you know, develop something. Um, that if you feel that could help you, you know, go for it. I, I encourage you to do it. You don't always have to rely specifically on things that are provided in the industry. 
or another vendor is just selling online. Just You could do it just for yourself, just like I did. In any case, that's the end of the podcast, guys. Thank you very much. I look forward to hearing from you. I'm Matt at Optimus Futures. You can call us. Uh, if you're in North America, 1-800-771-6748. Locally, if you're calling from overseas, 561-367-8686. Go to our site, OptimusFutures.com. If you, have, uh, if you want to participate in our forum, it's community.optimusfutures.com. And until next time, I'd love to earn your business. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus, all under the username Optimist Futures. If you have any questions, feel free to send us an email to support at optimistfutures.com or give us a call directly at 561-367-8686 or toll free at 1-800-771-6748. Once again, thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures Podcast. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimist Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence.